everybody. Welcome to the very first episode of Hat Trick Hockey. We have so much to talk about. We talk about all things hockey here. All things hockey, right from Junior C, right up into the NHL. As always, and you'll always hear me, I'll be here with my co-host, Mr. Rob Sawyer. Rob, what's going on? Thank you very much. Nice intro, bro. Yeah, not bad, not bad. A couple big stories here. First of all, off the hop here, we have dates, my friend. The NHL just released earlier on that uh, the key dates for the return to play. They go as follows. July 13th, they're going to start their formal training camps. By the 26th, they're going to be in their hub cities. And by August 1st, Rob, we have puck drop. I am so pumped for this. We We, have two hubs, don't we? We do have two hub cities. And of course, north of the border right here with us. Why? Because our cases are so low that Canada is the safest spot to have these guys. So they're going to be playing out of Edmonton and they're going to be playing out of Toronto. So those are the two hub cities that they have announced and they've said that they were going to go with. And honestly, I cannot wait. We will break down those actually in just a little bit. Uh, in the meantime, since we're on the uh, topic of COVID, since June 8th, there have been 35 guys who have had a positive result on their tests. Here's the thing though. Out of those 35 guys, 23 of the 35 are from when they opened up for phase two, which that was only a couple weeks ago. But Commissioner Bettman says that everything will move on as planned. And if players end up getting sick while they're there, that they just go on the injured reserve. What do you what do you think of that? Well, does does the whole team end up getting tested after one guy comes down with it? Uh, I think the, how they do it is they're going to be, they have to test like once a week or like every other day or something. I know it's like a crazy small like interval of it but i know like i could not imagine someone shoving that up your nose for like you and you have to do it three three four times a week i've got the test done it is not pleasant that's what i mean you uh. oh, <laughs> made my eyes water made me gag cough <laughs> yeah, like i don't know how these guys are doing but then again these guys are take like slap shots off the face at 100 miles an hour so i can't really see this play on broken wheels so those guys are going to be good so moving forward here philadelphia flyers the fans of philly how happy are they right now with mr oscar lindblom this man beauty this man is only 23 years old uh he was diagnosed with a uh a rare bone cancer uh he's went through months of chemotherapy uh and when he went out of the lineup he was actually leading the team in points so in 30 games he had 11 goals seven assists in 30 games with the flyers he was one of their young guns he was just on a tear and just the other day he actually uh he actually got to ring the bell at the hospital yeah, I watched the video and I got pretty choked up, like where I had to stop the video because uh, I started crying. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a great story. It's fantastic. Um, we just want to wish uh, Oscar on behalf of everybody here at Hat Trick Hockey. We just want to say that we stand with Oscar. We wish you all the best moving forward. And tell me that's not going to pump up the Philly team and the fans going into the playoffs here. Hundred percent. Oh yeah. By the way, fuck cancer. Yes, exactly. Fuck cancer. Uh, moving on here, the NHL draft lottery. 
the NHL draft lottery. If you are a Red Wings fan, Mr. Illich is turning over in his grave right now because of the way this is. So let's break this down real quick. So the Red Wings who were had were absolutely horrible. They were 30, they're 31st in the league, right? 27 points behind the second last place team. Yeah. Like, and I don't know. I'm a like Red Wings fan. So maybe I'm being a little biased. He is. <laughs> I am. <laughs> but like, it pissed me off when I seen that lottery. I seriously wanted to lose my mind. So this is how it breaks down. So Los Angeles will pick number two. Ottawa will pick number three and five. Reason being they're picking three and five is because they got a first rounder in the uh, Eric Carlson trade. Um, The Wings will pick number four. So this means that one of the teams that is playing in the play-in round, so one of those eight teams that loses out is going to have a 12.5% chance of getting the first overall pick. So imagine a team, imagine a team like, like, you know, Philadelphia or the Leafs or somebody getting this kid this Lafreniere kid. So imagine sticking him into one of those lineups. I'd be okay with he went to the Leafs. <laughs> oh, of course you would. And then there's Rob being biased. But like it's, but just imagine he goes to one of these teams. Like the part that I don't get is for the wings, this was a big deal for Detroit, for, for all the fans of Detroit. Reason being is this is a huge cornerstone piece of your rebuild. Well, not only that, you you just built a new arena and you have nothing there other than how fantastic that arena is to be in that you're you're not you you have nobody to draw the people in there. You have no player that's going to draw uh, Austin Matthews or a Sidney Crosby or a Malkin, you know, like it sucks. 100% it sucks. But see, here's the thing. If we pick number 4, like I'm not saying we're going to get a bad a bad guy out of it. We're we're, we're going to get a good player, but this kid could be a franchise player. This could be the, everybody's saying that he's like Sidney Crosby. But then again, you know, Detroit's really drafted very well over the years. So this this pick that they make, who knows? He he could end up being a Stevie Eiserman or uh, you know Sidney Crosby or Austin Matthews. Uh, that'd be nice. That'd be real nice. But I'll tell you what, for the Wings and Stevie, we trust. <laughs> so you know what, if he's uh, if he's willing to do whatever, and then you know what, if I'm gonna go with whatever he does because look what he did over in tampa bay anyways moving on because i don't want to lose i could go on for a week about this and just lose my mind completely but i won't so what we'll do now is we'll get into the playoff series okay so we'll start off we'll start off over in the eastern conference we will break down so we're going to do it into three categories rob we'll do it into how they are on offense how they are on defense and how they are in between the pipes okay and then that will kind of help us say which team would be a winner so we'll start with montreal i'll be honest with you this one could be my upset series because you have to think about it everybody's going to be coming in healthy every with everybody's been off for how long so besides those guys that are coming that have been out or will be out for months everybody's fresh but that could swing in the favor of pittsburgh too but all i'm gonna say is if carrie price plays like carrie price Pittsburgh is going to have a hell of a time trying to beat these guys. And the funniest thing is the Habs shouldn't even be in. They're one of the buy-in teams. (laughs) Like if the playoff format was how it was normally, there wouldn't be, Montreal wouldn't be in. Like Montreal really doesn't impress me that much. You know, they got a couple of beauties, but Carey Price, if we go goalie for goalie, yeah, Montreal wins that series. Oh yeah. But here's the thing. We have Crosby. We have Malkin. We have 
Denzel. They have Zucker. They have that old grizzly veteran Patrick Marlowe. They got some players. <laughs> like, we didn't even mention any of their defense. Yeah, they do. Here's the thing. They have struggled in the pipes in Pittsburgh. Would you agree with that? Was that a fair assessment? Yep. Like, but, but they're averaging three point, roughly 3.5 goals a, a, a game. That is true. But when you allow, like, four. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say that this is my upset series. All the Pens fans will be all pissed off at me, but whatever. I'm going Habs in five. Habs in five. You're going against the kid, though. I am, and I don't know why, but I just have a weird feeling that Carey Price is going to be sensational in this series. Well, he could steal it. And and, and defense defense wins you championships, but I, I don't know if... Uh, if Montreal has the defense to get past Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's going to be tough. So who do you have in this series? I will take uh, I will take Pittsburgh in, in six. Well, it can only go five, so. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's a best of five series. After that, we can go in six. <laughs> so that my studying's going very well. <laughs> so you're going to go them in five then? Them in five, okay. yes. All right, so we both have both five. Next, actually, let's uh, let's let's go over to Toronto here. Toronto and Columbus. So this should be a series that you wouldn't mind breaking down, eh? I really like Toronto. Let's go uh, with what you think first on this one. Well, I, Austin Matthews, you know, we had a little scare there with him getting the COVID. So mm-hmm. he went to do his quarantine and all that. I, I honestly think that with with uh, Toronto being being a powerhouse, but th- th- their biggest problem is their defense, right? Mm-hmm. That scares me. I don't think they're strong defensively. And like I said before, with the other uh, two teams playing, defense wins you championships. That is true. What I was thinking too, and before I state that point, did you know that Freddie Anderson was Austin Matthews' roommate and tested negative? Hmm. I didn't know. I didn't know. Isn't that. that crazy? Yeah, it is. Yeah, so they were living in the same house and everything, and he, yeah, he came back negative. This series, Coach Tortorella is going to have those Columbus Blue Jackets coming out like wildfire because that's what he does. He's very intense. He's on his team. He likes them to be big and strong and physical and fast. Like this series, I think, is going to be unreal. However, I just think that Toronto is going to be too much for them. I, I do think the same thing, but in the same sense, it, it's a it's a Tortoretta team who play like he coaches aggressive, rough, and and who knows? Maybe maybe Toronto can't handle the the punch in the mouth kind of hockey. They yeah. they they may they they picked up Clifford, you know, at earlier in the in the season. So yeah, that's going to make guys think twice before they it, go it will, running at the stars, right? Because he will punch you in the mouth. Yeah, he's that's why they signed him. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I like that signing. That was a great signing. I think it was an amazing signing for the Leafs. I was literally saying that they needed somebody like that. I do miss Matt Martin though. Me too. Shout out to Matt Martin. Yeah, Matt, if you hear this, we want you on. <laughs> but in the end, I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna go Leafs in all three categories. As much as I hate to say it, I'm gonna go the Leafs in all three categories and i'm gonna go that they're gonna win the series in four games so i'm gonna say that they're gonna win it three to one i'm gonna i'm gonna have to go with the least because obviously i'm gonna go with my heart (laughs) that's just the way i am and i'll lose money on it (laughs) hopefully not but i i see the leafs in five i think this is going to be a knockdown drag out heads up in the corner yeah skate in elbow up type deal right right some old time hockey I can't wait. I can't wait. So Very you're exciting series. So you're gonna go the Leafs too, then obviously. Yep. Next series, we have the Islanders and the Panthers. We have two legendary coaches in this series. 
We have Coach Q, who's obviously in Florida, and we have Coach Barry Trotz. So these two guys are absolutely legendary. They have both won the cup, fairly like recent as well, I believe. I think this series, and you know, Trotz there too is under the guidance of Sweet Lou, right? This team is just, I can't wait to see this. Like, I'm so excited for all these series. There's so many young studs in this series. However, the New York arena situation is a complete nightmare. Like, they're back and forth between, uh, what is it? Barclays Center and uh, the Coliseum. I think it's Coliseum. Yeah. Islanders fans will probably roast me on that if I'm wrong, but you know what? That's okay. This series, there's just so many young studs. Like, there's that Alexander Barkov, there's Akari, Hala, Hoffman, Huberto for over in Florida. And then it's just like. Oh, and then don't forget Bobrovsky. Yes, Bobrovsky. <laughs> like, this series, I cannot wait. All these series are just going to be, like you said, it's going to be hard nosed hockey. I think everybody's going to sit back at first and just kind of feel each other out for a little bit just to see, like, wait for somebody to make that first mistake. I think Boyle's going to take somebody's head off. Yeah, he is. Fairly good assessment. Um, and they also have Windsor's own Aaron Ekblad in Florida too, right? Maybe. And he's, yeah, absolute gem. They have Keith Handel. Yes. Yeah, king of Sonk, right? <laughs> yeah. So we have him as well. This matchup, yeah, I – and. Down in the other cage, we have Thomas Grace. Like, these guys are no slouches that are wearing the pillows here. Like, this series is going to be fantastic. All, like, it's, I cannot wait for August 1st. However, in this, I'm going to say, and you know what? I'm not even, whatever. Fuck it. You know what? I'm going Panthers in five. I'm going with, mm. I'm going with Coach Q. I don't know. I, I, the Islanders, it, you know, ever since they left, uh, Tavares debacle and all that shit that went down there, they've been playing well. Yes, you yeah. know, like they they're running teams out of buildings. Do you think that they're doing that as a kind of a like stick it to the man type deal? Like you want to leave here, so we're gonna just be the best I, and at everything right now. Well, I I definitely think it, it turned them up. And our boy Matt Martin, he's playing on the Islanders. Mm-hmm. That's his second stint there, isn't it? Yeah, he left there and then came back. Okay, I thought so. I knew it was something like that because how long was he with the Leafs for? I want to say two years. Well, best of luck to him because he's also a Windsor boy too, right? So moving on, our last series, we have the Carolina Hurricanes bringing the storm surge. Brenda Moore. Bringing it on the Broadway. (laughs) Okay, so they're going on the Broadway where they're going to square off with the Rangers. This series too. Like, I love all these matchups. I've said it a hundred times. I don't give a shit. I'll fucking say it a hundred more. This is fantastic (laughs) hockey. That's going to be played. Now, the Carolina Hurricanes, the past couple of years, you know, have been on a tear here. Like, they went on an absolute fucking heater at the end of last year. They yeah. went to what? Conference final? Yeah. And they knocked off, like, Washington and, like, all these crazy teams. These guys are no joke. But on the other side of the puck, we have the Rangers. We got Hendrick Lundqvist. They got that uh, Panarin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's there. They have just so many snipers. Just It's hard to even name them all. But these guys, I think, I don't even know where to start with this series. What do you think? Henrik Lundqvist. They don't call him the king for no reason, right? That's true. I I just don't know. I I honestly think that Carolina's got more talent than the Rangers do. Yeah. So you think that they could go on like another run like they did? With Rod Brindamore as the coach, that guy's a beast like he just i think they still have to kick him out of the weight room yeah he's still gonna lock him out of it. <laughs> yeah they do that guy he 
he installs just so much faith into his lineup and he his guys love playing for him he likes his team to be physical and he has in my honest opinion he's completely turned that whole team around well when your coach leads by example you know, and he ain't even on the ice. I bet you he's still the last, first one on, last one off. Yeah, probably. He seems like he's that kind of guy. It seems like he works pretty hard. Yeah. So, so I'm going to go Carolina, right? I am going to go with Carolina. How many games? Um. Well, only due to the fact that Lundquist is uh, such a beast. I'm going to have to go five. You're going five games? I am. Make it interesting for us here on Hatcher Hockey, Rob. And I'm going to go uh, I'm gonna go with the Rangers in five. So we're going to do all of this for uh, a sixer? Well, we can figure it out. We can maybe maybe throw a couple brewskis on the line here, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> and you know how much we like brewskis. We also never told everybody here that we have a unreal interview for these oh, guys today. Salt of the earth. This guy comes on, Mr. Michael Paley. Okay, he is the Total uh, he is the general manager of the Essex seventy threes, and we're very excited for this. Yes, and we. We had his interview went so good we had to drop him first. <laughs> like he was he was unreal. He was a great conversation. And honestly, people of Essex are gonna love this interview. So what do you think? Should we just turn it over to Mike? Yeah. All right. So without further ado, Mr. Mike Paley. If you're around the Essex 73's games this year, you'll he will need no introduction. He spent four years with the University of Windsor Hockey. Uh, he is now the new and current general manager of the Essex 73's, Mr. Michael Paley. Welcome to the Hat Trick Hockey. All right. Thanks, uh, thanks, guys. Hey, I just wanted to tell you that I am excited to be here today. And I'm super excited for you guys as well. This is really cool. This is exactly what, uh, you know, the town of Essex, not only the town of Essex, but the, the local community needs. Um, with podcasts becoming more popular right now, there'll be a lot of people that are want to hear some uh, some local hockey stories. And, and uh, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of talent around here, too. Um, a lot of guys that have played at a high level. And uh, I'm sure uh, I'm sure they'll add a lot to your podcast. So I just want to say thanks for having me. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. Honestly, man, we're super pumped that you're here. First thing that I want to know is how did all this come about? Like, how were you, were you, did you have to apply for the job? Were you like hand, like selected for it? Like, how did this come about? No, there was, uh, when I, when I applied, I think there was, I want to say six people that applied for the job. Um, I don't know for sure any names, um, a couple of rumors, you know, guys that I heard may have applied or whatever, but, uh. I know I went through an interview process with the board. The board in Essex is uh, is it, there, there's a there's a full board which consists of about twelve or thirteen guys. Everybody kind of has their own role on the board, and then there's a personnel committee. So I interviewed with the personnel committee, which is six people and myself. Um, so after that, uh, I think they narrowed it down to two after my first interview, and I had a second interview, and it, it, it sounded like it was between me and somebody else. And uh, then the following day, the, the interviews went really well. Uh, I am very fortunate enough to know most of the guys on the board through being a local guy in Essex, right? Um, so I knew the the president, the vice president. I know the director of hockey, those guys who, who are all great guys and uh, it made the interview go really well. But that, that was basically the process for uh, the, the 73s, you know, and I was I was pretty excited, obviously, when I was chosen uh, as the new general manager there. Mike, what kind of questions would they ask you in like this interview? Um, that's a good question. They, they It started off by just uh, I had to prepare a document. Uh, I When I say a document, it's more of a presentation type of with my background. It's It's more like a hockey resume and what my game plan would be for the season, like a season-long game plan, knowing what my roles or responsibilities will be uh, as the general manager. Um, so for me, it was about putting that presentation together 
and getting it into the 73s for them to review it so they know who I was, where I came from, uh, what I was doing. And, and then they were able to, you know, take that in and then ask some questions along to answer your question. You know, a lot of things were, okay, what's your background? Um, in hockey and, and they know that I'm, I was a local guy in Essex, which is something that I want to, you know, keep going as a tradition here in Essex to make sure that we're having local players. But uh, also, um, you know, they knew with the history that I had with the Windsor Lancers for the last four years. Uh, I spent two two years with the Lancers as a as the head scout. And then my following two years, I was the head scout and an assistant coach. So obviously that holds some merit. Uh, that level of hockey is uh, some of the best hockey in the county, obviously. And, uh, you know, the experience that I got working with guys like uh, Kevin Hamlin, Todd Warner, Eric Wellwood, Kyle McCarrick, like these guys are all hockey guys that have, I uh, hope I don't didn't miss anybody there. Greg Primack, who's our general manager. You know, these guys are all local hockey guys that are well-known and well-respected coaches that, that have played at high levels, obviously. So that kind of helps. Um, they obviously ask how you'll handle different situations. Uh, they obviously look to see what your projection for the team's going to be, you know, what your, uh, what kind of team you want to build, you know, what you're going to do as far as holding players accountable, the team accountable, the coaching staff accountable, that kind of thing. So I would say that it was more like any job interview. It was more trying to feel out, you know, what kind of guy you were and, you know, what you, what your interests were. And, and I think they wanted some reinsurance, too, that that I was a local guy that was going to stick around. Like, um, this is this is where I plan on staying. You know, I mean, anything can happen, I guess. But this is where I plan on staying as long as they'll keep me. So but the questions were good. Well, the more mo- local guys that you bring onto the team, the more local fans you're going to have, which will pack the arena. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. And that's, that should be our goal, right? Like, I mean, you obviously want to take the best players and being a general manager, especially in a small town like Essex, a hometown hockey team where, um, yeah, we would, you know, we would love to have five, six, seven guys from Essex on, on the team every year. If the best five, six, seven guys are, are from Essex, great. But we also got to take the best the best players that we have available. So it'll, it'll be uh, my goal is to get like this year we had one. Um, Liam Hall was our only player that was on the team this year from Essex directly. We've got a couple guys on there from Harrow now. We're hoping to add one or two more from Essex this year. Um, you know, and, and as we keep going, hopefully we get more guys uh, that, that come from Essex. Uh, but having said that, you know, it's, it is a fine line. You got to make sure that you're bringing in the, the best players that you can. And if it means they're from Essex, that's a bonus. Now, is there like any certain way that you'd like to see your squad out there on the ice? Like, do you want them to be aggressive? Do you want them to be big and like physical? Like, how do you want them to play? Yeah, I think that's a good question because the game has changed a lot. Uh, I know, like, um, you know, back in the day, if you watched the Essex 73s, you knew that there was going to be, uh, you know, there was going to be some some great goals, lots of talent. But you also knew there was going to be, you know, a few scraps and, and, you know, it was it was hard nosed hockey. And I think that if you look at if you were to model a team after uh, like an NHL team that's won Stanley Cups, like, uh, you know, Washington, Montreal. Okay, Montreal. <laughs> I think those uh, yeah. guys have won a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> they have. They have. I guess I was thinking more recently because the game's changed to, to a lot of speed game. And, you know, there's really no clutching, grabbing. There's no, like, fighting's gone down quite a bit. So everybody's kind of looking for a more skilled team. But if you look at the Bostons and the St. Louis's and the Washington's, the teams that have won the last three years, those teams are tough teams to play against. It's not just about talent. So uh, when when we want to build our team, we want to be a team that obviously has skill and talent, and we're going to look at those guys, obviously, but we want to be a team that's going to be tough to play against. We don't want you coming in here 
thinking that you're not leaving with bruises, bumps and bruises, because you are. And, uh, you know, with with the game of hockey comes that, you know, like we want guys that'll stick up for our teammates. We want guys that'll go out there and impact the game by playing hard nose, play 200 feet, work hard, you know, use the body. And uh, I think uh, our coaching staff's aligned with that too. So that's the kind of team we want to see on the ice. I, I also think that that kind of team creates uh, excitement. You know, like uh, you can you can have those teams that maybe are, are full of talent. And uh, but if you don't have that great, it. Um, first of all, I think you end up getting pushed around. But secondly, I think that it, it does. It's not as much of a draw to come to the game, you know, when you're looking forward to seeing that, you know, that hard nose, hard nose hockey. So, well, it's kind of like watching New Jersey. I wouldn't want to go watch a team like New Jersey Devils. That you know, it's a defensive system. Plays the left wing lock right. all night. And yeah, I want. I want to see fast hockey. That the team is gonna punch it in the mouth, and you need to punch it in the mouth. That's right. That's, that's right. That's that's the way it used to be. You know, like back in the yeah. day, you know, the arena had a lot of bands in there. And I remember going all the time and watching some great hockey, great fights, great goals, you know, good goaltending. Yeah. All of it. It was like the full package back in the day. 100%. And then as the game changed, it kind of, less, less fans started coming, you know, like because it was... Obviously, the clutching and grabbing was gone, but now there was way more penalties. Uh, you know, fighting, it was... Mm-hmm. Was, they were just getting rid of it. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And and I owe it to the the town of Essex and the fans to put a good product on the ice. And and that means we have to be talented. That means we have to be tough. And uh, I think everybody has to play like that. And I, I I'll be honest with you, dude. I loved it when I played. Uh, you know, not that I was a fighter or anything, but I loved watching. You know, the last two minutes of the game when you know it's three minutes or it's we're up three goals, and next thing you know, there's three or four fights. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't like it, right? I mean, it. I used to love those games. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't see fans walking out when they start no, fighting. No, 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 Especially when they know, hey, holy shit, this guy's going to go here. You know, you got to you gotta wait, stick around yeah, if there's yeah. a vengeance going on yeah. out there. And so. there's a buzz in the arena and everybody knows it's going to happen. Well, yeah. when there's a like, few like, minutes left to go in the game and the guy that's like 6'4", <laughs> hops over the boards chances are he's not out there just to block shots or anything like yeah. that so yeah, yeah <laughs> um, I, I i had the same kind of feedback when i played because we were in the all ontario semifinals when i played junior c and i remember one of the players on woodstock came over to the bench and challenged somebody from the bench and our coach was kevin hamlin at the time and, and hammer said you know we were already at four four nothing or something like that in the third and he said you know what we've got game one wrapped up here and we sent out a couple guys that took care of some of their guys and, uh, you know, had a couple good tilts. And I'll tell you what, it really set the tone for the season series. So you can't tell me there's no place for it, right? That's uh, that set the tone. So now, is there anybody coming to camp this year that you're really looking forward to seeing? Yeah, for sure. Um, so we signed uh, we've signed two players so far. We've got a, obviously we've got four OAs. We've got uh, we've got a, a good group of guys coming back. As far as new talent, new prospects, we've got uh, we signed two players so far. New players. Um, one of them is Josh Root. Uh, Josh played uh, uh, Tier Two Junior A in the CCHL in in Ottawa. He he is a local kid. He lives about ten minutes from the rink. Uh, he played uh, A twenty one high school hockey before he went to the CCHL. Josh is like a perfect guy that you uh, that when you think seventy three is you want to think of Josh Root. He plays two hundred feet. He's a defensive minded player. Uh, you know, he's not going to give you anything. And, and realistically, uh, a guy like Josh is going to come in and instantly help us out, especially playing, you know, 61 games in junior A last year. Uh, we did sign one younger player already, and he's from Harrow. Uh, 
his name's Tate Wright. Uh, Tate. Shout out Harold. <laughs> Shout out to Harold. <laughs> part Essex, part Essex. Um, and, and Tater's uh, Tater's going to come in in this year. Uh, he's he's a seventeen year old. Uh, he played last year with the, the Windsor Triple A team. Uh, he came in as one of our defensemen that we really wanted to have on our team. Um, I'm I'm sure he's going to AP with Leamington to get some junior B experience, and and the sky's going to be the limit for him if he wants to. Uh, you know, if he wants to develop this year and go play junior B next year, that's uh, what we're here for. We're here to develop the the younger talent and, and get him onto the next level. Uh, having said that, um, if he decides or anybody else decides that, hey, you know, I'm in Essex, I want to win. I, lo- I like the way that this team is uh, is shaping up. I'm happy here. Uh, you know, he we'd love to have him stay too. So. Uh, for some of our fans that don't know what what's what's an AP. So an AP is uh in a, is an associate player. So um we have up to I think 19 18 or 19 APs which mean anybody that uh plays say AAA next year can AP with us. We have a list of players that can AP with us and vice versa. The Leamington Flyers would have a list of APs from junior C or mid or midget AAA where they could pull from if they're short players. You're only allowed to sign 23 players. Uh, so you generally have two extra um, forwards and one extra D uh, that's not in the lineup, right? So you got, you're dressing 20 every night. So an AP player would be somebody that's not on your list and they can play up to 10 games in, uh, in your league. Without- Thank you for clarifying that for me. <laughs> no, it's all good. And and you know what? It's funny. Like, I mean, when obviously when I was with Windsor, there were no APs. And we drew from a different crowd. So, you know, like we were drawn from OHL, like Junior A, Junior B guys, right? Where we would, where, where now our focus is on, on you know, generally uh, the midget players, the double A, triple A, single A players that um, that's that's going to be our talent pool that we're going to end up drawing from. So, so as general manager, what was your first task that you figured you had to do? Yep, there was a couple. So uh, right away, we uh, we brought in uh, another assistant coach, Jamie McDermott. Uh, Jamie beauty <laughs> says you. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, Jamie, Jamie's been a friend of mine, uh, but but I also, uh, in my opinion, thought. And I talked to our head coach Dan, Danny Anger about it too, and 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 you know Danny and I had a, had a really good discussion on what we what we need and what we feel would improve our team. So we brought in Jamie McDermott. He's got some experience on the bench. Obviously, he coached I think uh, seven years in Essex and four nine years total. I think it was it was split up like six and three or something. But he he won two three uh, three Schmaltz Cups here with uh, Tony Porosky as a head coach. Um, Jamie's got a lot of experience and he plays a little bit. Uh, he he coaches a little bit different style. I mean, in this run and gun age, Jamie's a defensive coach, and and, and I'm not saying Danny's not, but I think they'll complement each other well on the bench. We do have two other assistant coaches. Our defensive coach is uh, Chad Walters, which uh, everybody from town knows him, and uh, Dallas Pereira, and, da- and Dallas is going to be a uh, help us out uh, as an assistant coach as well, uh, doing more personal skill stuff and and one on one stuff with the guys, but. What I like about that situation is every one of those players or every one of those coaches was an S six seventy three, and they're they're now backed as an alumni. We brought in a new trainer, uh, that's Nick Nicodemo, also a seventy three captain who came in, and uh, we were just kind of tasked with right away to make sure that my first my first very first thing was to make sure we had a coaching staff that we all were happy with. Uh, Riley Jones is our director of player personnel, who who is. Uh, you know, one of the best guys around here for knowing local hockey talent and, and players. I shouldn't even say local because he knows everybody from everywhere. So he's just one of those guys that uh, that's going to be able, I'm going to be able to work with to, 
to do scouting and, and recruiting and stuff like that. So that was number one. One so. of the one of the things that I've been like wondering through all this is how is like junior C hockey going to look with all this COVID stuff going on? Yeah, we've had a we've had quite a few meetings um, about what the league's going to look like this year. I can tell you that right now, Hockey Canada is basically listening to uh, the the health authorities. So if now we can get ten people together, we can have ten guys on the ice together. And we're basically going off of Hockey Canada in general is going off of what the health authorities have let us do. The PGHL, our our league, is got a plan in place to start on time, and they've got a plan in place to start. They've got six plans in place: one to start on time, and one to start as late as January. So, what does that look like for us? We could play a full season if we start on time, and after a certain extent, or after January, in January we would only play eighteen games, and then our playoffs. So, what that means for us is though we would probably be, or we'll be able to practice as a team and be, get together as a team. But the PGHL has agreed that we're not going to play hockey um, without fans. That's what uh, all the all the teams draw from their attendance from their gate is, is how they keep the teams going. So with all with that being said, the PGHL is 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 not going to start if we can't put fans in the building. Not like the NHL, right? We don't have a we don't have a bankroll like the NHL does. Yeah. So TV contract. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Unless you guys, unless Hattrick Hockey wants to sponsor the PGHL this well, year. You know, <laughs> well, as I saw Ant do the audio today, uh, we got we got some work to do. Yeah, yeah luckily go. we have Kendra. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Kendra. Uh, there you go. Thank you, Kendra. There you go. Do you remember? What attracted you to hockey when you were a young kid? What was it? Oh, yeah. That's, what made you want to start playing hockey? Yeah, I loved everything about it. I remember going to the rink when I I played. I remember going to the rink just to watch. I mean, it was just it was just one of those things where you know I I'm I'm not saying this just me because every you know Canadian boys had the same thing. They wanted to be on the ice. They wanted to play. Uh, you know they they had that that feeling in their stomach when they were on the ice, that excitement when they were skating, that kind of thing, you know, yeah, it's, it's the same old, same old, right. Everybody, every kid in Canada tells the same story for me. It was the same. It was, you know, I was super excited about going to the rink. I, I, you know what, boys, I'd be lying to say that I'm, I'm still not like I walk in the rink still, whether it was with the Lancers and we were walking into, you know, and I'm still awestruck. Like I, I, you know, you walk into play Ryerson when I was with the Lancers and it's like, you're in the Maple, old Maple Leaf Gardens and you, you, you get remember thinking, geez, I like the, the, if these walls could talk, I mean, you just, I'm just a hockey guy and I've always liked it. Um, you know, I like the old barns. I like the ones where are where your toes freeze. And I like the, <laughs> I like the, you know, I just like the whole, and I like the people, the, the people around hockey, are good people like you won't run into hockey players uh i i told you uh, about todd warner i mean uh todd and i spent time together in windsor i mean he's just an all-around good person uh you know he 500 games in the nhl and he's got a you know he's on with Sportsnet. i mean he's just he's just a guy that everybody wants to be around and 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 it's just because he's a hockey guy and that's that's what i like i mean whether i was in windsor or even walking to the arena in essex now i'm just i'm super excited i'm proud to be at essex 73 and just excited to be around hockey. So, and by the way, there, Mister Warner, if you hear this, we want you on. Just so yeah, you know. yeah, we'll make a road trip to Blenheim. We'll make him. We'll just bring him a couple of beers. He'll be all right. Yeah, we, yeah, we could definitely take care of that. One of the things that I was wondering too with you is you always played net, right? Correct. Now, how old were you when you started playing goalie? Uh, I was uh, I was eight when I started playing net. I, I think I was six when I started playing hockey. 
the first two years back then you couldn't play. There was no goalies. You had the cardboard cutouts. Which oh, uh, was pretty much me when I played Ned too, but <laughs> um, but I heard uh, a couple rumors about yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> but they had the they had the the cardboard cutout, so I played two years out, and then uh, you know it depends who you ask. They'll say you know they wanted to put the fat guy in net or something. I don't know, but I end up playing net. I end up loving it. I mean, it's funny. Like I couldn't even see myself getting in the way of a puck now. But uh, I was eight when I started. Played all my hockey, all my minor hockey every year in Essex uh, for Essex minor hockey, and then uh, I end up playing uh, three years junior B uh, with the Windsor Bulldogs back then and, and the Leamington Flyers. And then I, I, you know, it's funny, but like I played men's league after that and stuff like that. And I played out in men's league because I was scared of the puck. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> and then we went to. Uh, you know, and then time goes by, and, and my daughter Avery started playing hockey, and uh, and you know she was excited about it. So I was I was excited when she they, they were looking for coaches, and it kind of got me back into it again. And when I ended up talking to Kevin Hamlin about you know helping out with the Lancers, it was just it, it just sparks wanting to be there again. So, but there's a story about when you were coaching the girls' team about uh, somebody in their nails. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Fill us in here, <laughs> and, and in. you know what? That's the that's the part of hockey that I love. You know. You know, like uh, uh, they called me Coach Pales and uh, the one girl, we were ready for a line change one time and, and I'm like, okay, you guys are up, the three girls in front and the, they, they weren't, they could care less about the game. They had their gloves off, they had their fingernails painted, they were showing them. <laughs> And I'm like, come on, guys, don't be looking at your nails. And one girl says, ah, Coach Pales, we're looking at our nails. Ah, Pales nails. And they all start laughing. And it's like, okay. And, you know, I mean, obviously, they're younger kids and you want them to enjoy the game. And and that's that's the that's the fun of hockey, right? And and they, they, like I say, my daughter, Avery, she loves hockey, too. And and she uh, she plays to, to have fun. And, and as soon as she didn't have fun, she probably wouldn't want to play anymore, so. Now she's kind of following in dad's footsteps, coaching. Yeah, she coached. Uh, well, she coached Grace. So my niece, she coached Grace. Uh, another uh, goalie showed up. Yeah, another goalie, another goalie. Yeah, uh, better than me by far, <laughs> by far. So she's uh, she she started coaching. She she I think she really likes being around the younger girls, and the, the younger girls really like it because uh, and and one way that I think girls hockey should go. I've noticed that it is going in that direction is a lot of times, you know, that there's there's men on the bench coaching teams, which is great. I mean, anybody that wants to give their time back to the game is excellent. But the more and more I saw it, the more and more other women, women are coaching girls teams, which is really good because I know the younger the younger girls looked up to Avery when she was out there. So um so 100 percent, she does she wants to she she's coached uh, i think the last three years now and and she she really enjoys it she loves being around the kids and uh you know it's funny she she's a good chirper too because uh, we I, I coached the girls teams for eight years and we went to london the london tournament and uh and which was probably the biggest tournament around and uh our team had never won it when i was the coach and Avery's been there for three years in a row and won it all three times. And she usually gets in the car and gives me my medal and says, here's something you couldn't do. Oh, nice. <laughs> so it's a beauty. So Did, did you uh, go to goalie camps when you were playing? Yeah, 100%. Yep. Which yeah. kind of camps? Would, uh, I, went, I went to Rick Hines' goalie school, um, which was always in, in, uh, in Windsor. Uh, I used to go to Greg Steffen's goalie school, which uh, he always had a camp over at CompuWare over in, the, in, the, in Detroit. Um, which I, that was one of my favorite ones. I think I went three or four years in a row. And then as you, as I got older, I went to, I was going to the, a bunch, me and a bunch of my buddies were going to the University of Michigan camps. Uh, the Red Barrenson coached the team. Something ironic about that, but uh, 
Red's a great guy. I mean, he was just one of those guys that had time to talk to you. Uh, he coached at the University of Michigan for, I, I want to say, 40 years. But uh, it's funny how things come full circle because we, uh, uh, two years ago, last year, last year or two years ago, I guess it would have been, no, been last year, we played at the university. We played at Yoast. And uh, we were we were down in the coaches' room in the visiting end and uh, uh, getting ready to play against, against the Wolverines. And, and Red came walking in. And, uh, you know, I said to Red, I said, hey, you probably won't believe this, but I was at your uh, your goalie school. And, of course, in true style, he says, oh, yeah, I remember you. And I said, no, no, you don't. But that's I'm glad you said it. Thanks. You know, but uh, I mean, he's 82 years old. And it, that was my one of my favorite hockey schools. Just it, it wasn't necessarily a goalie school, but um, we stayed there for a week. We stayed on campus at Michigan and uh, we might have gotten a little trouble. <laughs> now, care to elaborate? <laughs> now, have you ever like walked into a room and been like, like, holy shit, that's like so and so, or like, how many big names have you played with? Uh played with, played with uh, Jovo, Joe, uh, Ed Jovanoski. Um, he played with us in Windsor, NHLers, Darren McCarty punched me in the head one time. Uh, yeah, nice. yeah, that was good. I was at a training camp in Leamington, so <laughs> I probably deserved it. Uh, but I wasn't about to fight him, so <laughs> um, I played with. Uh, yeah, I played with a few. You know, it's it's funny. Like you, you see the guys when you they get older, and you're like, you're like, holy shit! Like I can't I can't believe I played with this guy, and he was the number one draft pick in the NHL. It's like you know, it's it it is, and I I still look at it that way. I still think you know what happened to you. <laughs> yeah hey we'll keep it clean we'll one, keep it clean one other thing too that i've always kind of wondered first of all guys in net if you play goalie something is not right with you if you play that because i always say some guys shoot puck way too damn hard so on that note who like shot one at you where you were like holy shit that's probably one of the hardest shots i've ever faced like who was that guy i'll tell you who it was and this guy doesn't know who i am but I know who he is because he hit me and he played for the Strathroy Rockets. His name was Mike Bonnie. And he hit me in the shoulder one time and I swore. And like it, it, it's we had like decent pads. It's not like I'm super old here, but it was the uh, they they weren't the same. Like it wasn't like when it hit you, you could you could feel it. Like And he hit me in the shoulder one night and I remember the rest of the and I stayed in that the rest of the game and he came down the wing. I just thought, you know what? have the net <laughs> just don't hit me again so but uh for, for some reason that one that one rings a bell and then uh i was at i was at uh camp a camp in windsor one time and uh somebody hit me it hit, hit me right in the cage and i had a cat eye cage on and it, the cage I, I wiggled my nose and it scraped my nose yeah so i didn't know who it was but that's a good i'd be pissed <laughs> if somebody hit me that high yeah i used to have a guy in that if we shot at him and we hit him up high, he would throw a stick at us so. yeah oh for sure for sure well that's what they should do especially i know you know guys hit, hit you in the head and warm you're like really come on oh, yeah. you know so I'm, I'm finally getting a start here and you're gonna hit you're gonna injure me <laughs> were were you ever drafted or a university no anything no i was i had a couple opportunities to go play uh university hockey over in the states pretty much it was a long shot for me though i mean i was uh, a junior b goalie i played three years in junior b but i was a better junior c goalie um you know what i mean like i wasn't a top end junior b guy i was just a guy that kind of hung around there for a few years and then you know I was fortunate enough that when I did go play junior C, uh, you know, won an all Ontario championship and uh, was able to, you know, kind of end my career on a high note. I, when I say career, I was, wasn't like a career career, but end my, my hockey playing days on a high note. So thanks. 
But uh, the uh, I didn't really have any opportunities where, you know, I could have taken it to the next level. I pretty much maxed out. And, and I knew that, like, and I was fine with that. Like, it was, uh, it would have been a long shot for me to go and, and do anything else. So You had a, a big year one year in junior C, I'm pretty sure, was uh, where you didn't, your team didn't lose a game. Correct. Yeah, that was, we went 48, 48 wins in the season. No, we went, I think it was 48 total. But we didn't lose a game all year and we swept the playoffs. So it was, wow, uh, it was, shit. it was, wow. and you know what? Like we had a lot of the guys that played junior B back then that were playing on our team. We, Kevin Hamlin was our coach actually. And, uh, we just had a super talented team and it, it was a dogfight. I mean, not, nothing came easy. We won games in overtime. We, you know, it was, them out. but we had the, we had the guys that were willing to do it. And it, it's tough because when you do have a junior C team, uh, and I call it Junior C, and, and I know most people like to say PGHL, but but back then it was Junior B, Junior C. A lot of those guys in Junior C were kind of either on the back nine of their per- career or they were on their way up. So the guys that are on the back nine of their career, you better come to play if you want. You you better be there to win because if you're checking out, your team's never going to win. Right. You know. So and that, that's one thing that we I want to instill with the with the threes. Like I want guys there that are here to win. Like, don't just think because you played junior B for two years and now you come back to Essex that you can coast your way through it. That's not what we're all about. You you should you need to be a leader. You need to fight to be a leader and you need to be the guy that's out there being an example for the younger guys. And you got to be here to win. So you got to want to be here. Exactly. Exactly. Now, have you ever been on a team where it was the exact opposite? Yeah. <laughs> you like got your ass handed to you yep. every single night. Yeah. And that was the uh, that was the second year I was with the Windsor Bulldogs. I mean, we were. We actually had a pretty decent team, so I don't know. Maybe that says something about me, but um, we actually did have a pretty decent team. Uh, but we, for some reason, we got booted in the teeth almost every night. It was like you know, and it was just it seemed like a lot of uh, a lot of shots. Uh, but we had some guys that were really talented. Again, I think that some of the guys had were on their way up to the OHL or coming back. Um, you know, we had. Like some of the names that were on that team uh, end up playing in the OHL, uh, end up playing, uh, you know, I, that was the year before I think Ed Jovanoski was, or the year after Ed, Ed was gone. But um, we had some guys, and, and those, those that's not a fun year. Like a fun year isn't, I hate to say it, but, you know, you got to win to have fun and, and you got to work hard to win. So it's, it's related. It's all, you know, it's all related. So, oh, yeah. You had a, a career uh, as, uh, started out as an electrician. No, I was, uh, I started out right in, uh, right out of, uh, high school. I went to work for my dad. No, uh, this is when you lived next to. Jimmy oh, Jimmy. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great story. That's yeah, a great story. Fill us in. Fill us in. Okay. So yeah, this is a, this is a good personal story. So Jamie was uh, coaching the Flyers at the time. He was an assistant coach at, with the Flyers and he, he was on a road trip one night. I, I, I want to say he was in St. Mary's, but uh, his wife wanted me to go over and hang up a ceiling fan. So uh, <laughs> I went over there to his place and I hung up the ceiling fan. And uh, I'm going to kill you for telling me to. <laughs> no, no, this is good. This is a good story. I went over and hung up the ceiling fan. And, uh, you know, as I was leaving, I said, Hey, I hope you have a fire extinguisher. Ha ha ha. Right. Had a couple of, I, you know, I was cheap labor. I worked for two beers, you know? <laughs> so anyways, I got this thing up and I remember the next morning I get up and I had to go to Toledo to work. And, uh, my wife called me and said, what did you do next door over there? And I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? What's going on? Their house is on fire. Oh, and I'm like, 
there there's flames shooting <laughs> out of the roof and she's like i don't know i'm gotta let you go well i was so upset like i you know i uh i uh, anyways by the i guess there was like five or six fire trucks that pulled up six and, yeah <laughs> there was six that showed up all right thanks um but they showed up and uh and uh you know long story short uh it was a faulty ceiling fan <laughs> no no it wasn't I, it wasn't but it made me question question every single light that i hung in my house next door i'm like oh boy when did i do that one so better call somebody not but, mike yeah <laughs> yeah don't call me if, yeah now when you were in like hockey was a little definitely wasn't like how it was now in aspects of like like you guys used to have straight up brawls right so yeah. like how many fights were you involved in? uh i probably fought Generally, they were goalie fights. I mean, some of the fights were more awkward than anything, right? But uh, when we brawled, it was a, you know, we would have, there'd be a goalie fight or something like that, which was a little more common than it was now. Or, you know, the end of the game, something like that. Honestly, maybe five or six, maybe one or two a year. But again, like uh, fighting was more common. Goalie fighting wasn't that common, right? So, and uh, it, it was it, f- that was part of the excitement. Like, I mean, I remember I'll tell a Greg Primack story here. But Greg, uh, when I was with the the Bulldogs, we were playing in uh, in in the old uh, Forest Glade Arena. And Greg came in after we were losing like three nothing at the end of the first. And Greg said, OK, when they drop the puck, you dump it in and then everybody go drop their gloves. Pales, you skate down to the other and fight the goalie. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, I, it's 3 nothing. I'm not having a good game. Yeah. The, I look down the ice. The guy's a monster. I'm thinking, this sucks, <laughs> oh, right? Shit. So so they dump the puck in. Then I'm going to get beat. <laughs> they, they dump the puck in. And uh, here we go, right? They dump the puck in. And we had we had Stubby Clap on our team. I don't know if you know Stubby. But yeah. Stubby was a baseball uh, pro baseball player. I yeah. think he's still a manager. Yeah. But Stubby was on our team, and I, you know, he he could handle himself. And we had uh, a boxer on our team, John Archer. We had some guys on there that could fight, and those were the guys that were on the ice. So I headed her down to the other end, thinking, okay. And then I'll never forget it. Uh, Jim Batke was refing our game, and he he stopped me, and I could have kissed him. Like <laughs> I was like, you know what, Thank Jim? You so Thank you. Uh, now, and then I'm like, I'm going to throw a couple trash talks out there on my way out, but. Uh, but lucky, yeah, lucky I didn't get down there. Yeah, stopped by the ref, bro. Yeah, <laughs> but it was. I mean, at, even in at, at our level, there was a lot of fights. Goalie fights weren't that common, but uh, they never really have been, though, right? No, exactly. Unless there was a brawl. I remember uh, a friend of mine played. Uh, uh, sorry for the stories, but a oh, friend of mine played in uh, Petrolia, and we went into Petrolia one night, and I'm stretching at the. We were in uh, warmups, so we were out on the ice stretching, and I'm stretching, and I called him Lumpy. I said, hey, Lumpy, you play, you're not playing tonight? He goes, no, you're not playing tonight, Bills? I said, no. I said, do you want to stage a fight here? You know, we'll go uh, have a beer in the parking lot <laughs> so we don't have to sit on the bench. So we started a fight, me against him, oh, and it turned out to be a pretty good brawl at the time. Well, the refs only gave us 10 minutes and we still had to sit on the bench oh. anyway. So it was like, oh, come on. <laughs> what a so, dick move. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I was like, come on, buddy, throw us out. So, but... Uh, that was a that was that was a pretty good one. It backfired on us. <laughs> what was uh, your most uh, exciting game that you either either coached in or played in? Just involved in? Yeah. Oh man, that's a good one. Uh, I would probably say played in. Uh, when I was playing junior C, we were on our all Ontario run. 
we went to Woodstock one night and it was it was such a good game. They scored two goals on me early. And I, I remember that game for some reason I just like felt like I was mad and wanted to it was just one of those energy boost games and uh we ended up scoring late in the third to tie it. And then I think we scored Doug Greg Day, Greg Day scored in double overtime. And uh, it was just it was just such a high. I remember that high. I mean, you have a, a lot of them. I mean, you have some lows, too. But, you know, you get on a winning streak, too, as a coach where you win seven in a row and stuff like that. And I mean, you get a little bit of swagger to you. I mean, I certainly remember a lot of buildings that I coached and played in and teams that I played with. Like I played with a lot of really good hockey players and a lot of really good uh, people. I've learned, I've met so many good people through the, through hockey and uh, definitely 100%. I would, I would pull pull that game out for sure. And then uh, the game that we won the All Ontario against Bowmanville was at home. Um, I mean, as you can imagine, that was, uh, that was about as good as it gets. So oh, yeah, packed house probably, right? Yeah, and it was, everybody. you got it. It was packed. Uh, you know, the, the stars were aligned. We won three or four nothing that night. I think it was four nothing that night. And it was just, it, it, it ended up being one of my last junior junior games, and uh, it felt really good to go out like that. So, say, what a way to go out! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sounds like fun. Yeah. Me being a fifth line right winger on a <laughs> eleven guy house league team <laughs> on a road hockey team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and that's what it goes to say. I mean, you talk to anybody who's a hockey guy, and and your hockey story was, you know, what game you played, and your hockey story is what your game play you know uh you know the, the nhl guys have a, a story that they played and you know the ohl guys and i mean it's it's all the same game it's just on a different level and you know whatever level you're at uh was the level you played to and and was you wanted to be the best player at that level not knowing that you're not you're not going to the next level but but being able to is is what makes those uh those memories really good so what was what was the one barn arena whatever you want to call it uh that you hated going into Ooh, good question that's a good question one barn i hated going into uh i would i don't know why i would say this but i would say it was probably saint mary's i don't know why i maybe i just didn't like the rank or or the way it was but I I always remember as a goalie, like I always had a hard time picking up the puck when it got above the the boards. So you know any shot, like not any shot from the other end or whatever, was a tricky shot. I, I that's the only one I can you know really remember. I can remember so many games in the barn. I, I used to I love the barn. I have a I still to this day in Essex have a have a picture of the barn uh, at my house. And I mean that was that was definitely my favorite rink. I used to love going in there and playing, practicing. I loved everything about it. Right here in town, right? Yep. The old one? 100%. The one with the eight-foot drop when you go to jump on the ice? That's it. <laughs> I didn't have to jump on the ice, so I was fine. You know how many times I fell on my ass <laughs> yeah. jumping out of the bench yeah. on that? Yeah, exactly. I filled a lot of water bottles <laughs> in that arena. <laughs> oh my gosh, man. Um, so now when you're with the 73s this year, do you like watch from the stands? Do you have your own little box? Like how, where do you watch from? No, I think we're going to, I mean, I, I'd like to do things as a team. So if the, you know, I, I think there's going to be some guys that I know are like the statistician's going to sit in the press box and stuff like that. I'll, we'll probably be down, a, you know, standing along one of the railings or something like that. Hopefully as a team, we can, we can be together and just make sure, uh, you know, if there's anything that, uh, we can do to help out the team, um, you know, Danny may or may not want Danny and, 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 you know, the rest of the coaching staff may or may not want my input sometimes if, if I can, great. Uh, you know, if I see something there that uh, I can help out with great, but I mean, they're the coaching staff. They're the guys that are going to pull the trigger and make the decisions. So, and to be honest with you, I have, I have full faith in this staff. I mean, it, 
it, I, I truly feel it's the best staff, staff in the league. And, you know, if I can help, great. But, uh, yeah, we put, we plan to stand together. Uh, I don't know where that's going to be just yet. I was going to say, I almost had us in the press box. <laughs> there you go. We'll be in the press box. The only anyways. thing we got to do is the old hat trick thing you, in there. Do you, you, know what, do, you, do you know what that is? Hat tripping in, in the box? It's when you eat three hot dogs during the game. So you can eat <laughs> So if you eat one a period. There you go. You got a hat trick. <laughs> you, got you got yourself love, a hat trick. I love hot dogs. Press, press box hat trick. Yeah. I think I'll be sitting with you guys. <laughs> well, three hot dogs. Three hot dogs. Well, yeah. Do they serve beer at the game Yes, too, they or? do. Yeah, oh, they do. Oh, so What we got to do there this year is maybe one of these times we do like a ceremonial face Ooh, that'd be sweet. There you go. We'll, we'll, right talk, here. we'll talk to a guy that can maybe make it happen. Yeah, so. I, think, I think Mike knows a guy. Yeah, I think we might possibly know a guy with any yeah. you know, like whole organization that might be able to make that happen for us. But yeah, I'll talk to the board. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. And let me do the target. You don't need to be targeted. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go out there and drop the puck. But what I might do is we'll throw a hat trick hockey thing down, a little swag for the guys to go hard on the face off. I like it. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Well hopefully that's every face off. <laughs> get a get a hundred bucks for whoever There's, wins a face off. Yeah, there was guys in the like NHL when they were doing like sir like those draws oh, at yeah. center ice, they oh, yeah. were paying them like a hundred bucks to like go hard on it. So like when the puck dropped, they were like boxing each other out. I Ceremonial face off could chuck that. Offered it. It was Scott Hartnell. Scott Hartnell. Yeah, Scotty Hartnell did it. He was right. yeah. He was at a game that's and he's right. like hundred bucks to the guy that wins a beat. And he slammed the puck down and these guys <laughs> fucking battled. So right like, on. I was like, it's a ceremonial face off. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're boxing each other out, sticks flying everywhere. I'm like, oh, crow guys hitting the guy with the drop the puck with the skates. Oh, it was yeah. honestly though, it was awesome. I, yeah. I loved every second of it. No, for sure. And that's part of the fun of hockey. Like you know, I mean. You know those guys knew each other, and they, you know, they were they were joking around about it, and that's I think that that's perfect. Like everybody that sees that, I mean, I think we saw a situation this year where uh, Wes, uh, oh, I'm drawing a blank, referee McCau- McCauley kicked uh, kicked a player out so that the two Kachuk players could face off yes. against yeah, each other in center ice. I mean, awesome. everybody that's a hockey fan can appreciate that. Yeah, right? Wes so. is the best in the game. Yeah, yes. What did you think, speaking of NHL and stuff and those boys, what did you think of the Battle of Alberta? I loved, uh, we were in London the night, and I think, uh, Rob, you may have been there, the night that we, the last that, game. That they had the brawl? That, where they had the brawl where Mike Smith fought, uh, uh, was it uh, Cam Talbot, I think? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we were, I remember watching that game in London and the, during the hockey uh, hockey tournament that we were down there with the, with the girls. And uh, I thought, man. This is what it used to be like. Not every game, but I mean, we haven't seen a, a brawl or a goalie fight in maybe a year. You know, you maybe see one once a year, maybe. Yeah. But I mean, who, who doesn't stay up to watch those games? What's Everybody. Not, what's nuts, too, is those goalies like swap teams. Yeah, they did. Right? They, they swap teams. <laughs> yeah. And the thing was, is when all that crap went down, I, th- I think it was Nurse. There was a photo online of Nurse, and he was literally looking at the goalie, pointing down to, like, his goalie, like, go fight him. Oh, yeah? Like, there was a photo of it I've seen, and I was like, are you serious? Well, those games mean something in Alberta. Like, it's not just a a Tuesday night there, I mean, or a Saturday night. It's a... Like they get up for those games. It's a war. Yeah, and and you know what? It's called yeah. the Battle of Alberta. <laughs> it's a battle. <laughs> but you know what though? That's like I stay up late for those games. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. 
I stay up late for a lot of games to watch hockey, but you know, usually I watch a couple games at night or whatever. But that's definitely one that you put on your calendar. Mike, with being a GM, do you have to scout players yourself? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Like we we want to be able to, uh, and that's where I'll work with a guy like Riley. Uh, Riley does a lot of the, uh, especially with me being my first year. Uh, last year, Riley did a lot of the midget major games and stuff like that, where he was, but. Uh, that was my original background when I was with the Lancers was to go to the OHL games or the junior B games and scout players. Get my input, talk to the players. Um, at the end of the day, Kevin had the, the, the ultimate say in this situation here. We want to do it as a coaching staff. So if we, if I'm scouting players and Riley's scouting players and Danny's scouting players and you know, the rest of the coaching staff, I'm just not isolating to anybody. They say, Hey, this is a really good player. We should keep our eye on him. 100%. We're going to want to make sure that we agree on who we're going to bring in as a group. It's not me bringing a guy in. I want to bring a guy in that the coaching staff wants or, or, you know, and Riley wants, imp- I want Riley's input on how he compares against another guy, you know, and, and it's based on what we need as well. But yeah, that's, uh, I'll be out there scouting as well. Yeah. Are, are you into any of the analytics? <laughs> no, I wish I was. I wish I was more into it. I mean, we had, I remember last year we had a, we had a guy that was on a staff with the Lancers and he was pure analytics. Like he, he could tell you what side you should carry the puck in on to get the most scoring opportunities. And I, I think that that's all really good information. It's all use, useful information. I would say most times, you know, you knew if a guy was having a good, a good night in the faceoff circle, you knew that that was your guy for fa- late faceoffs late in the game. But the analytics helped you support it, right? So that if, you know, a guy, a guy's 65% in the faceoff circle for the night, he's your guy you're throwing out there. Especially against different matchups. Well, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm not really that guy. I'm I'm really not. Like I look at, you know, I'll look at when I look for a defenseman. If I'm looking at a, a defenseman, I don't care how many points defensemen have. Like I, I don't. I want you to be a defenseman. You know, if a defenseman has four goals and three assists, that's fine. Like anything else over that's just kind of a bonus. Right? Yeah, exactly. And if you're a goalie, like you know, you really really you don't look at the goals against average. I mean, you do. You maybe you look at wins and goals against average to a certain extent, but same percentage is something that kind of balances out, you know. Again, like I say, I like to see the guys and even you, you can watch them on TV or you can whatever you get feedback from other people. I like to see the guys. I like to see what happens after the whistle. So, hey, this guy plays hard and or whatever, but he goes back and he chirps his own teammate. Like, you know, that's that's something that you don't see or you don't hear about by looking at stats. Mm-hmm. So I, I like to see how his behavior and stuff like that. Maybe that's just me, a little quirky, but I'm not a big analytics guy. So uh, before we kind of wrap things up here, we uh, Rob and I talked to one of your fans. Which, uh, which, didn't you have a story? Oh, it was the electrician. Oh, it was oh, the electrician? Thanks. Okay. <laughs> no, so but... Uh, no handy man <laughs> yeah. 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 I won't wire <laughs> anything. sister about the TV. Yeah. Oh, no, don't ask. Oh, it. Here we go. Here we go. So I'm not allowed to touch anything in the threes room now. Thanks a lot. Yeah. I can't hang a TV. I can't, can't wire put anything. in the light bulb. Yeah. Just let the guys at the rink take care of that. Yeah, for sure. For you sure. Have, you have anything else for him, Rob? Or you? Uh... I have one more question. Will you be traveling with the team? Yeah, I, I will be uh, for sure. Like I want to be able to travel with the team, and and you know that kind of brings me back. Not not to extend this too long, much long, but that's part of the reason that I, I I looked for this job in Essex and when it became available was the travel for the Lancers was really tough. Like the, the it's it's a schedule with your job. Like like with my job and, and the, the, the hockey schedule, it was really tough. I had a hard time getting to practices. There was a lot of times where I got home from from a work trip and had to get on a bus to go to a road trip. Oh. And then it went from road trip to road trip to road trip. 
Rob, you know, you guys both know my family really well. They're they're very supportive. They're very hockey minded. They they love to see me great family. happy. Yeah, yeah I mean, and I'll be the first to admit I got a great family. But I it was get it, it wasn't the coaching part of it wasn't getting old. The travel part of it was getting old, and I had a hard time getting on that bus and putting all the time and effort that I needed to into that team. And I think if Hammer was here today, he he would probably say that, you know, I, I, I gave what I could. But, uh, you know, th- this is better for me. Uh, getting back to your original question, I will travel with the team 100%. Like, I plan on going on the, the road games. And I, I think I think it's important that, that I'm there. I think that, you know, I, I want to be a part of, part of the staff. And I want our team to be a team, whether it's, you know, whether it's uh, the, the, the head coach, whether it's an assistant coach, whether it's a, a, a player we all want to be a part of the Essex 73s, a board member. This is the Essex 73s. This isn't, you know, if, if you're one of our, one of our things this year is, is, you know, don't, don't feel like you're too big to do a job that you're, you know, that anybody could, don't like, don't be afraid to, you know, go in and sweep the dressing room if it needs to be swept, you know, don't be afraid to do that job. If, if a water bottle needs to be filled up, don't look for somebody to fill up the water bottle, go fill the water bottle. And I think, you know, if our team has that mentality, that'll breed, right? So, but I will be traveling with the team 100% unless somebody tells me I'm not allowed to. <laughs> Your wife? Yeah. <laughs> oh, she, like, again, she's, uh, you know her, she's a beauty. Oh, yeah. And she's, uh, she won't, uh, she, she'll be traveling too. Like, uh, I'm, you know, she's the type of person that, you know, she's been super supportive for me and uh, she'll be at the game. She'll be at the home games and I wouldn't be surprised if she's at the away games. Yeah, too, well, so. you're going to definitely see us at some Perfect. games this year. Like 100% Perfect. you'll see us at some games. Well, Mike, we don't want to, you know, we've been here for a while now. Yeah, that's great. Hour. Honestly, man, we just want to say thank you. We wish you all the best uh, and you have to come on again. All right. Like 100%. Fair, and, fair uh, enough. Yeah, we're it was all, awesome. We're Thanks all so much, Mike. Thank I you, really Mike. Fair it. enough. And, and I just want to tell you guys, good luck. Uh, this is going to be I'm, – I'm really excited. I've already got this uh, page marked on my phone so that I can <laughs> listen to your future interviews. And, uh, you know, I honestly, like I could sit around – I think I told you this, Ann. I could sit around talking about hockey forever. And, you know, most of the guys that are in, in this business will do the same. So Would, thank you very much, guys. No problem, which is why you're going to definitely have to come on again. And all right. Everybody here, go threes. Yeah, go threes. <laughs> go threes. And there you have it, folks. Mr. Michael Paley. Great guy. He was honestly, he was a great interview. We hope you guys all enjoyed it. I would not let him install a light or anything at my house, so I'll tell you that. Or a TV. Or a TV. We love you, Mike, but. (laughs) Total truth. We do love you. That was such a great, he made that so easy. Yeah, like Mike. What a beaut. he, He sat down here with us and he was just, we never stopped talking the entire time. He was so knowledgeable. He knows his team and his players and everything so well he is i think he's going to be fantastic very excited for the 73's upcoming season and him dropping some of his coaches names we'd love to get these guys on here too because i know they're a bunch of buttes oh yeah we're definitely going to have to get some of these guys throughout that organization in here also uh for everybody that's we will be dropping episodes our day is going to be wednesday so look for us wednesdays when you wake up crawling out of bed or wiping the sleep out of your eyes just like and subscribe slugging on a beer (laughs) (laughs) download our episodes every wednesday why because we love you yeah we do love you you will make us you will make us and we will give back trust me on that note, we're also, Rob, we're going to be dropping some merch coming up soon. Oh, and there it's pretty hot stuff. We're going to be dropping some merch. We're going to drop t-shirts, some hats, some beer cozies, of course. Very excited. It's 
a great time and a great spot to be right now for us. We're excited to be here for everybody. I've been thinking about doing this for a really long time. It's all coming together now. Everything is just molding up nicely. I'm excited. Me too. And I just just wanted to get back to Mike for one more second. Uh, you know, with, with the girls hockey that he was talking about and his, his daughter coming on and, and uh, taking after her dad with the coach. And I was, I was a little choked up with that just to see how involved hockey and family are you know it's it's just awesome it, it was blown away by the interview yeah hockey is just it doesn't matter where you play what league you play in male female whatever country you're in hockey is a big family and it's always been like that i think it will always be like that and we hope you'll stay and be part of our family yes 100 percent. you can find us on instagram we're at hat trick hockey 8891 on instagram you can also find us on facebook you can find our page and you can that is, is also under hat trick hockey like us give us a like subscribe follow follow the boys yeah make some comments yeah comment chirp us when we fuck up on the air whatever you guys want because you know what we love it and we love all the interaction with everybody just can't wait to get chirped by fans what do you think yeah i i, <laughs> I can't wait we could drop the gloves there we yeah. go i'll tell you what for somebody that chirps us the best when our merch drops the best chirp on us during any episode the best chirp will okay what we'll do then we'll do it like this freestyle off the top of the dome here a fan that chirps us the best we will pick an episode a fan that writes in the best chirp on us we'll send them a free t-shirt sounds awesome sounds like a great deal and it gets our swag out there right yep I like and it. we want to get that swag out to you guys so on behalf of myself and rob here we want to say to everybody thank you for listening and we'll see you next week peace